Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kinda whatever. Mainly we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. Hello there. Hello there indeed. Yes. Uh, we've got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of Turning Red. Yes, the new Pixar movie, and you better... Bet your bottom dollar, whatever that saying is, that we are going to talk about the Kenobi trailer. (laughs) Buckle up. And I don't think we're doing the Adam Project because I don't think Jimmy watched it. I did not. Okay. (laughs) That one movie podcast. (laughs) Tom. But first, Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. I'm so excited to talk about the Kenobi trailer. Yeah, great. The Toms! The Toms! The Toms! The Toms! Toms is a rapid-fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Yes, I can't wait to do our famous segment, Obi-Tom Kenobi, the Tom yeah. segment where we talk about well, Obi-Wan news. Um, well, one of our avid listeners of the podcast, his name is actually uh, Tommy. Uh, so I told him we'd rate him this week because uh, he asked. So, um, yeah, Thomas, two thumbs up, Brokaw. I don't know him, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to give him a Bergeron. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you slacker, Tommy. Yeah, Whatever. Well, you know, Tommy, if you were a little bit uh, more assertive, if you were a real fan, I'm just saying we would have met each other. Actually, you might you might enjoy him because he really likes the prequels. So oh, yeah, uh, so, he's <laughs> so ready he's probably... for some Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but anyway, speaking of, we have the Obi Wan Kenobi uh, miniseries trailer. It dropped this week. Um, the series is coming out in May. Obviously, about the titular famous titular character from Star Wars. Um, but uh, what do you what do you think? jimmy of this trailer first off holden always good to use titular what a great <laughs> word it's just I, so fun to say it is a fun word it's it's like i get a, as much joy out of saying titular as mr krabs does saying spatular so uh <laughs> or money more money anyway kenobi trailer holden i've watched it about five times now i want to say wow i finally read the trailer text <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I think I'm just notoriously bad at just not reading what the titles say I, I am too because most of the time it doesn't matter I actually don't think I know what this says so if it, if it matters at all you can enlighten me it's something about there's darkness but there's still hope or something oh, like yeah. that so pretty generic I, that's why I yeah. don't read most of those because most of them are just stuff like that um yeah I don't know I Yes, I, I would love to take a poll. Like, how many people read the, the titles during trailers if they're not, like, spoken at you? Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. Holden, a lot of good stuff in this trailer, I would say. I think having watched it so many times now, it very much seems like this trailer is all stuff from early on in the show. Like, mm-hmm. it seems like one or two episodes of content, maybe into a third. I think, what are there, six episodes? Of yeah, I think six. Um. 
I want to say they're around an hour long each is what I've heard, but I take that with a grain of salt. I could be easily spreading misinformation. I am not a reliable I think we have, I think we've talked about that before. So I think we've at least seen something, uh, at least some vague comments on the internet talking about that they're an hour long each. So very, uh, very qualified. Um, but yeah, at first I was like, oh man, there's a lot of tattooing in this trailer and I just want to get off tattooing, but I'm, I think that might just be an episode like the yeah, first Yeah, I think episode. there's a lot of not tattooing in this trailer if I'm being, I mean, honestly more than I was expecting. So yeah, I think, I think we're going to get quite a bit of, of other places. Is that Coruscant? Uh, I don't think it is. I, it looks like it, but I, I'm not sure that it, it is, mm-hmm. um, I think they would have established it more clearly if it was Coruscant. Okay. And also, I don't feel like Obi-Wan would go just directly back at the heart yeah, of the Empire. That's true. It's a Coruscant. <laughs> Unless Good he was point. like trying to assassinate the Emperor or something. That'd be a cool story. Yeah. Like a team of people. go Like a rogue one, but they're trying to assassinate the Emperor. Um, we seemingly see someone uh, hung in the town square. Yes. Um, oh. the I liked a lot of the dialogue in this trailer, actually. You got Obi-Wan saying, you know, like, we blew it. <laughs> we lost. We were up in the fourth quarter. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, we the, blew it. the Sith hit a few three-pointers in a row. Palpy's on fire from downtown. And, you know, all of a sudden, the Jedi were gone. We're extinct. And, you know, there's, like, it's time to just give up, basically. And then you have the Inquisitors... The, mm-hmm. the Grand Inquisitor, whatever his name is. Is that who that is? I want to say it is. I, I, I thought like, it was Again, just a, as someone who doesn't know what they're talking about, <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I mean, I, I just kind of assumed they were random Inquisitors. Um, obviously, Inquisitors were established in Rebels, I think, initially, and then we got them in the Jedi Fallen Order game, too. So, I don't know. Um. I believe it. I believe it's the Grand Inquisitor, but I very easily could be wrong. Um, but he's like, you know, the Jedi just can't help but be good people, and they—that's like they're good to a fault, and it's easy to track them, and they're hunting them down. You got the guy who plays Owen Lars, Uncle Owen. Yeah, he's Joel Edgerton, who's like <laughs> a much bigger actor now. So I wonder if his like he's going to have any sort of important role in this. It just seems weird that they would have him for for like nothing. But yeah, but uh, they also have bags of money they can just drop at people's feet. So um, true. But I thought that was cool dialogue. Of course, you have Duel of the Fates, yep. Battle of the Heroes, iconic sure. um, Star Wars <laughs> themes. Again, we're getting John Williams to write the Obi Wan theme, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm not sure who's doing the rest of the music for the show, but um, maybe Holden can look that up as I'm as I continue talking uh, here. Sure, um, I'll risk opening uh, browser. You know what? No, website. I'll do it. I'll do it while you talk. <laughs> I don't want this thing to go down like the Hindenburg. Uh, so, um, Holden, you take over. Oh Your God. thoughts? Um, well, I don't have a lot to say because, I mean, I think it looks good. Um, I'm not sure I'm any more interested than I was before. Um, unlike what Jimmy will have you believe, I am not not interested in this show. <laughs> but... Um, it's just i don't know i mean star wars as i established with the book of boba fett uh just not doing a lot for me anymore um so we'll see i mean i could see this easily winning me over i did like 
um, how more dark and seemingly small scale in some ways that this felt in regards to some other Star Wars properties and I'm interested to see uh, Hayden Christensen come back as Darth Vader even though we don't we didn't get any of them in this trailer not even like a hint or anything which I was kind of surprised by um, but yeah, I don't know um, do, you have, do you have an answer yet Jimmy I don't know how much longer I can talk about this trailer <laughs> No, it just says John Williams wrote the main theme. I can't find um, who else is in here. Um, but let's see. It was something, six episodes I saw somewhere. Uh, I, I did want to bring up that it's all directed by Deborah Chow. Yeah, I need so to it's look one up. vision, which is nice. Yes, and if I remember, I believe she did really good episodes of The Mandalorian. Yeah, I meant to look up before the we started which episode she directed, but I can't remember. Maybe you can do that too. You got you got your browser open, just so check yeah. It out. So she did the third episode of The Mandalorian, which I remember liking a lot. Which one and was that? It's called The Sin, and I think that's when he's about to hand over the man, the baby Yoda. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remember liking episodes two and three a lot of The Mandalorian, were two of my favorites, and then episode seven, The Reckoning, which was I think the penultimate episode of the season which i think was really good um yeah seems right i believe we had i I don't remember exactly the first episode but i just remember when her name was announced right i was like oh yeah she did really good uh (laughs) good stuff she did good stuff she did good stuff um other things i want to talk about i want to say it's set 10 years after the events of revenge of the sith which is interesting because that's still a, a quite a length of time, you know. They, they could still add something in between that <laughs> if they really how wanted mu- to come back to it. I guess. Yeah. How much? Like, how long between Revenge of the Sith and New Hope? How many years is that? Oh boy. Well, I mean, you think old- about you think about twenty years because Luke Skywalker is born at the end of the movie. Yeah. So it's it's however basically however old he is <laughs> at the start of A New Hope, which. I, don't know 19 years 19 years okay so it's like halfway halfway there so in another nine years uh ewan mcgregor's gonna look like alec goodness (laughs) (laughs) um even though it's been 17 years now since revenge of the sith what what a banger of a movie it's my favorite one Okay. Yeah, you say that every time it's brought up. Uh, yep, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else to say about this trailer? Uh, I, I genuinely am not sure what what else to say. What do you mean? There's there's so much to talk about. <laughs> well, then talk about something. I don't know. I've been talking the whole time, Olden. <laughs> uh, let's see. You got the lightsaber hilt and the logo. Nice touch. Didn't, didn't notice, notice it for that. a long time. Um, I think I've said everything. <laughs> <laughs> there's more i have to say but i can't think of it off the top of my head yeah i'm, I'm still trying i saw six episodes command f six yeah no i'm pretty sure you're right i don't think we need to keep verifying that information it's six I'm episodes sure doesn't say how long it is okay on the keyword hour nope nothing for that so all right well yeah so this trailer gets a brokaw sure for me Thomas, two thumbs up, Brokaw. Holden, I cannot believe this is not on your most anticipated list. 
And I also am reeling from your 7.5 you gave the Batman. Yeah, I'm just I'm throwing everyone for a loop. That's that's my whole goal. I'm I'm doing this for shock value. I'm not being honest in my actual scores right now. Yeah, Holden, you're the Skip Bayless, Stephen A. Smith, all these people I'm listing off. You have no idea who they are, but you are that of this podcast. Sure. Yeah, sounds right. Uh, but something I am very excited for, Jimmy, and you are also excited for uh, is The Boys Season 3. Mm-hmm. Got a little trailer for this. That's uh, actually about the same length as the Obi-Wan trailer. Um, this trailer doesn't really say much. It's like a bunch of flashes of uh, scenes from the new season. Pretty much no dialogue, I think. Um, and uh, no really idea of what the story is going to be. What'd you think of it, Jimmy? I don't really know that if there's that much to say about this. I only watched it once because see, there's just so much happening that mm-hmm. I don't like. I I don't want to remember any of it watching sure. the season, so I think I'm not gonna watch it again. Like you said, we really don't know what's going on. We have um, the Captain America guy. I forget what his name Soldier is. Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. Yeah. Played by Jensen Ackles from Supernatural. Um. Of course, Homelander, Starlight, um, Huey, uh, what's the, I forget uh, Carl Urban's Butcher. <laughs> Butcher, there we go. <laughs> um, but it's like, I just don't, the, the, there's so much happening, there's so much like violence, just quick bursts of violence that I just want to forget all of it, so I don't know that it's coming when I'm watching the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably wise. Yeah, I definitely noticed more the second time, and I'm like, I'll probably have that more cemented in my head. But I'm I'm very curious to see what they do with like a Captain America type in the show. I think that's a really good addition. So, yeah, we'll see. I'm I mean, it doesn't build or lessen my excitement for the new season. I think it's about the same. So yeah. I'll go Broca, and I'm not gonna watch the trailer yet. Yeah, Broca for me as well. I do okay. want to bring up Holden before we go to the next story. There was a Better Call Saul trailer, but I am oh. avoiding it as I am rewatching the show and don't want the show re-spoiled, you know, the parts that I don't remember all the way. But mm-hmm. just wanted to say Better Call Saul season six. Let's go, baby. Buckle up. Uh, yeah. And I also did not watch it because I have not seen the show yet. So <laughs> <laughs> probably best that I don't uh, put that one on. All right. But uh, yeah. Uh, so DC. You know, like uh, just a few weeks after releasing that lineup video they had, they're like, all right, never mind. (laughs) We're going to reshift everything uh, for the rest of the year. So half of that trailer uh, is just completely uh, just inaccurate now. But uh, so here's some new release dates we got. Uh, DC Super Pets uh, was pushed back a couple months to July 29th, which was the previous uh, release date for Black Adam which got pushed back to October 21st. I don't think that movie's ever coming out, but we'll see. Um, the, probably the most interesting one is that Shazam 2 got moved up six months. So we're yeah. actually getting that this year, um, December 16th. It was originally coming out June of next year. Apparently that one's just like ready to go, though, I guess, or something. Um, and then both Aquaman and Flash got pushed into the next year. Aquaman pushed to March 17th, 2023, and Flash uh, pushed to June 23rd, 2023. Once again, the Flash movie 
just is not real. It, yeah. <laughs> I will not believe that it's a real movie until it comes out. Just like I, I'm I'm so curious to like I'm mostly curious about like the Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck both being in it. And I want to see how that all plays out, but I, this movie is never happening. This is hilarious. Like they put so much into that marketing uh campaign of like these are the four movies that are coming out this year. <laughs> That's the one trailer we saw before the Batman. Mm-hmm. And half of the movies in that trailer are not coming out this year. <laughs> like, and it wasn't like they dropped that trailer that long ago. Yeah. Like this, this had, they had to have made that. And this is like a very recent development or something. Like, what are they doing? I'm hoping they just filming more Michael Keaton scenes for things. <laughs> And sl- and just slowly, all the movies just turn out to be Batman '89 reboots. Oh, that'd be awesome! Slowly but surely. I uh, I think I saw that James Wan said that the reason for Aquaman's delay is just because VFX taking too long or something. So I guess that makes sense. But I I just don't know what what the Flash is doing. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was supposed uh, to come out originally in like 2018 or something like <laughs> yeah yeah i think it was supposed to come out right around when justice league came out so yeah yeah oof <laughs> uh yeah you know it's bad when this the snyder cut came out before your movie did <laughs> um good point so yeah this is a bombadil from me warner bros what are you doing yeah, Bombadil for me. I mean, I guess I'm excited Shazam 2 was pushed up. Uh, that's cool. Uh, I don't see that too often that they're just so sure a movie is going to be done by that point that they're like, oh, yeah, six months. Let's go. Shazam, but, but the Z is a two. Yeah. Ooh, perfect. Or two has them where the S is a two. I think it works better if it's the Z. Yeah, yeah. Makes more sense. Yes. Um, yeah, so Bombadil for me overall, though, as well. Um, and then the other the other Warner Bros. one, just as important, is that the uh, Willy Wonka movie was delayed to December of next year. Oh, boy. I, we are just deprived of seeing Wonka starring Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Um, I don't care about that movie, and I do not like that story, so who cares? Birds around for me. <laughs> can't wait for you to see it and be ambivalent yes uh but then other news um deadpool 3 got a confirmed director this week it is going to be sean levy um director of recent hits such as the adam project and our favorite movie free guy um yeah (laughs) what do you think of that uh well you know I think there's nothing unfunnier than an unfunny Ryan Reynolds movie, which yeah. is what Free Guy was, <laughs> in my opinion. So, oof, man, I that, that makes me pessimistic, just in terms of how the the delivery of the the comedy in that movie did not land for me at all. Even though it did for the most part in the Deadpool movies, I don't think they're as funny as other people do. The second one has a couple really funny bits, but mm-hmm. um. I wasn't as hot on the first one as a lot of people were. And if you took Deadpool and just mixed it with free guy humor, I think that's going to be a swing and a miss for me. So I'm a lot less excited about this movie now. So therefore, I'm going to give it a bombadil. 
Yeah, it looks like the original writers are still working on it uh, the, of the first two Deadpool movies, so that's nice at least. But, jeez. I watched The Atom Project. I'll talk about it in What Are, what are You Doing? But, spoil, uh, slight spoiler, uh, this, does, it does not help my opinion of, of this uh, potential thing happening. So, yeah, Bombadil for me. Uh, and so, Jimmy, I teased a little uh, an interesting piece of news uh, to you before yes. the podcast. Uh, this is this is weird. So, Michael Giacchino, you know him. Yeah, he's you a love good him. good friend of mine. Yeah, you know him, you love him. Uh, obviously, just did the Batman score, but he is going to the director's chair for something. Hmm. Uh, he he is going to be directing a Marvel Halloween special for Disney Plus. <laughs> interesting. Um, this Halloween special is going to be surrounding Werewolf by Night, which I'm not familiar with the comic too much. Um, but the thing that popped out kind of in the article I was reading that apparently the kind of rebooted 2010s version of this comic has a lot of like music ties to it. So that's interesting. Uh, but it's going to be starring uh, Gail Garcia Bernal, mm-hmm. uh, who we just saw in old last yes. year yes very um, old. and uh laura donnelly who i'm not familiar with um and apparently they're going to be filming it soon i don't know if they're planning on this getting out this year or not or what but what do you think of this jimmy i mean good for him let's let's see it happen he'd be the first composer to director that i've heard of yeah i don't i'm trying to think of like another example of that i mean I, you have the other way around happening like john carpenter but yeah i I think steven spielberg should write the score for the the halloween special then yeah that'd be good turn it around yeah yeah there you go or jj abrams that's a big collaborator (laughs) michael good old mikey g yeah brad bird michael cappuccino um yeah, uh, that's interesting. I, I'm. It makes me interested to watch it. So, I, therefore, I guess it's a Broca. Yeah, yeah, Broca for me too. Good for him. Hopefully, Expanding it's his not horizons. too spooky. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, speaking of other things on Disney Plus, I actually forgot to mention this last week. Um, but the Marvel Netflix shows are actually coming to Disney Plus. Surprising. Yeah, very surprising. Uh, And they're going to be dropping this week, March 16th. Um, And from what I understand, completely uncensored. uh, But along with that, uh, Disney Plus is adding some new parental control options. So So just merge Disney and Hulu now, please. (laughs) So people don't have to pay for both. How about that? I mean, yeah, like if Disney is now okay with putting this stuff on their main service, I don't don't see the point like even if you i mean in other countries that don't have hulu you have the r-rated content it's just like an extra add-on fee like even if you were to just do that i don't want to have both apps just combine them yeah i'll pay a little bit more yeah holden will pay a little bit more for everyone he will cover everybody's additional yeah also i don't actually pay for my disney plus so that's (laughs) wow I'll cover the upgrade. There we go. There we I go. I pay for it. I pull myself by my own bootstraps, Holden. I'm a real self-made man. Nice. Well, I'm good. For, glad for you, but uh, I'm glad I don't pay for Disney Plus. I don't pay for Netflix though. So yeah, 
Yeah. All right. Uh, what is it Disney Plus adding the Marvel shows? Brokaw. So now I might actually watch Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah. Brokaw. Although I, I, it is just a shame that Disney Plus's UI is just not as good as Netflix's. But. That's that's very true. <laughs> I saw this. Uh, uh, this tweet about uh, this whole news, and then they're like, "Well, I'm gonna miss being able to rewind these Netflix shows." <laughs> <laughs> Netflix does have the rewinding down, the listing. What was it that I I was on some streaming service where I wanted to like go to a specific episode of something, but it's so much harder in one app than another. Oh, Apple TV Plus. Oh, like I just wanted to download the next episode of ted lasso but you like cannot go to like just the show page when it's like continue watching like if you just tap on the show name in all other apps it takes you to the list of with all the episodes but that it just starts playing it and there's nothing you can do other than go search for ted lasso and then pull it up yeah disney plus does that too yeah um yeah I feel like it was easier for me to download things on Disney Plus for whatever reason. Well, I, I guess if I'm just like streaming stuff on Disney Plus, if I hit continue watching, it just picks the next episode. And so that was. Uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm talking about Mike when I use my tablet because oh, like okay. I'll watch stuff on the treadmill or the elliptical and stuff. So I want to go download it because I don't have Internet in the, the workroom workout facilities. So annoying. That's what I have to say. Fix your apps. Yeah, get get on Netflix's level. They've been in the game longer. I understand, but you know, just the best UI in the game. Yeah, it's true. Uh, uh, Netflix gets a broka. <laughs> Netflix UI broka, very good. Um, yeah. The next piece of news: Oppenheimer. This this cast just keeps getting bigger, but we have two new actors. Um, first one I am going to mispronounce because it is a German name that I don't know how to say, but uh, Matthias Schweighofer, uh, who played the uh, safecracker guy in Army of the Dead. Okay, yeah. Um, and I, his character, he, the person he's playing hasn't been confirmed, but the more interesting one to me is Josh Peck of Drake and Josh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's joining. He will be playing uh, physicist Kenneth Bainbridge, um, <laughs> who apparently was a very big part of the Manhattan Project, but don't know much about him. This bomb is going to be dangerous. <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I never really watched Drake and Josh. I mean, I, I appreciate a lot of the, the humor from clips I've seen, but that was slightly before I started watching that kind of stuff. Drake and Josh still holds up, man. It okay. does. It's pretty funny. Um, Josh Peck is was fantastic in that show too, playing that character. So <laughs> interesting to see him in. I'm guessing a more serious role. Yeah. I will give it a Brokaw because it piqued my interest. Yeah, Brokaw for me too. And my last piece of news uh, is Dune Part Two. Some also some casting news for this yeah. new Dune. Uh, Florence Pugh is going to be joining the cast as Princess Irulan. Think you say it that way uh but she's the daughter of the emperor um mm. apparently a pretty I, I i don't think she's a huge part of the first book i think she's kind of maybe more introduced towards the end or something and then she's more more presence in the sequel or something but 
Um, so you're yeah. saying Dune Part Two, more like Dune Part Pew? Ooh, yeah, very yeah. much so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, this this cast edition is great. I mean, obviously Dune already has an all star cast, and Florence Pugh's awesome. So just yeah. adding to that. Yeah, I wonder if she'll be able to get out of the church so she can go film, though, since she is a pew. Haha, pew jokes. Hilarious. (laughs) Yes. That was a stinky one. You might say, pew, that joke stunk. Oh, my gosh, yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Hey, you know, my my name puns are pew and far between. So, okay. They're they're actually, they're actively bad now. (laughs) (laughs) Um,. Yeah, uh, I'll give this a Brokaw. What do you think? Yeah, Brokaw for me, uh, because another good actress in a film that I am looking forward to. Yeah. Um, in terms of gaming, uh, the there was a PlayStation State of Play. Not a ton that I cared about, except for that apparently Ghostwire Tokyo is coming out in like two weeks. Did you see that? Yeah, I don't know about that one. I watched like the gameplay they showed a little bit. They they had like a big gameplay walkthrough not that long ago, so I don't know why they had this state of play. I I don't know, but um, I was I don't think it's for me looking at it. But you will yeah, see. I mean I think it looks like it could be interesting, and if it's good, I'm I'll probably end up getting it. But this like weird announcing the release date so close to launch is a little iffy to me i don't know if, if that's if they don't have confidence in it or something. i think no i think people knew it was coming out this month i thought i thought i had known it was coming out pretty soon a while ago i thought so. it, i thought it just said i thought we knew like first half of the year or something uh, i don't know i don't know maybe i'm wrong in impossible case, disregard impossible <laughs> holden is never wrong we are never wrong we are collectively never wrong. so um uh, I yeah, uh, I think I heard that there's like rumors that Amazon's starting a might be developing a God of War series. Oh Very yeah, early uh, I completely I saw that earlier in the week and forgot to like screenshot it or something. Yeah, you're right. Interesting. Interesting that it's not HBO Max, which is doing The Last of Us. Yeah, but apparently Amazon just has well. <laughs> go figure amazon has just loads of money to throw at things <laughs> who would have known but i mean well, it's just, just you see lord of the rings getting a, a, a l- nice little bill uh i think you could throw a lot of money at uh, god of war and maybe we'll see something good hopefully it's just weird that playstation's not like consolidating their their adaptations more i guess like i, I mean i know they're not like a cinematic universe or anything but it's just weird that you're not having more of these be movies or have all the shows be in one place or i don't know i thought i had heard again take it with a grain of salt could be spreading misinformation here so do not <laughs> do not trust what i'm about to say but i want to say that i heard that sony pictures is looking to be bought by someone so maybe they're like hey amazon you want to buy sony pictures sort of deal Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, God of War show would be cool. Broke off for me. Yeah, broke off for me too. Um, Was there any other gaming stuff this week? I feel like there was something else. Maybe not. I don't know, Holden. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. That's what we say around here. Yeah. 
Uh, we can move on to then our review of Turning Red. All right, let's turn red. All right, Turning Red is the new Pixar movie. Uh, dropped on Disney Plus on Friday. Um, but it is essentially a little synopsis here um, about this girl. She's 13, growing up in the early 2000s. Um, and she's got a very uh, protective, controlling family. Uh, but she's enjoying life. She's loving it. And then one day she turns into a big red panda crazy stuff so she has to now figure out how to deal with this new transformation that she will sometimes turn into yeah yeah good good um, synopsis holden yeah thanks i'm usually not very good at those but yeah, whatever uh, i have seen this movie one and a half times now so <laughs> <laughs> and this is our non-spoiler review of course so we'll let you know when we get into spoilers so you don't accidentally start hearing stuff you don't want to hear. But you're safe for now. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, still annoyed that they're dropping these on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Show Pixar some respect, folks. Yeah, this movie would have been really cool in the theaters, too, I think. I mean, obviously, it is it is convenient to watch it at home, but these guys deserve more love. And I... if. Disney felt it was okay to drop this on Disney Plus, but then thought it was okay for Free Guy to go to the theaters. So, <laughs> what do they know, huh? <laughs> Seriously, um, that's a that's a very good point, Holden. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so you we we've already talked a little bit about this off pod, but you liked this movie more than me. I don't. I think we both think it's a really good movie. I. For whatever reason, it it didn't ultra connect with me. I mean, I say that I cried like twice during the movie, so it, <laughs> it does hit me on an emotional level. But cried it, more like, than I did. I think uh, it's interesting because you could tell, like, or at least when you're watching the movie, obviously the person who wrote this movie, who I'm I'm blanking on her name now, did she write and direct it? Or uh, I can't remember if she wrote it. Um, but she directed that Bow short, um, which I can't remember which Pixar movie that played in front of. Very emotional Pixar short. Very famous one now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Domi She, yes. It, written by her and Julia Cho. It, and it, the stories by them as well as Sarah Stryker. Um, it seemed very personal. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, she didn't turn into a red panda growing up. <laughs> But like the the fact of having a controlling mom and all these expectations and just what it is to be a teenager in 2002 and what you are into and what your friend group is like. It felt like this was basically a semi-autobiographical film. Yeah, yeah. Which is really interesting. Um, and then it, 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 you take that formula and then you mix it with Pixar and it's it was it was very well done i think it i mm-hmm. it's a f- movie flies holy smokes um yeah. if anything i think it needed to be longer personally yeah i thought i, there, I, I, I thought it was that. like i would wanted to see stuff more developed i thought 
it went by too fast and the especially the first 10 minutes of this movie it's just like going at 200 miles per hour and they're like shifting tones everywhere not that it's bad it's just like holy smokes these (laughs) these animators are on crack what is going on it pretty well it it pretty much starts with what if you've seen the trailer like the main trailer it kind of starts with what's presented in that and so the energy that that trailer conveys like you almost might think it's like just trailer like editing and energy but it's very much not (laughs) like it's just that opening bit like you said is so high energy and creative in regards to the animation and everything and the whole movie is very creative and expressive i i not to necessarily get off what you were saying but i i love the designs in this movie i think yeah um yeah the animation is beautiful and i think the whole movie definitely has the middle school girl energy now one thing i was bringing up to holden when we were talking about this off the pod is that they are supposed to be in eighth grade in this movie. I'm like, they do not act like eighth graders today. Uh, I was like, they definitely act like sixth grade girls compared to eighth grade girls. As someone who teaches middle school, there's clearly a difference. Trust me. And Holden, you brought up the point that yeah, maybe that was kind of what it was more like in the two early 2000s. It was a more innocent time and less access to the internet and you know all this stuff that. I could I could see that why maybe eighth grade girls were more like this in this in the early 2000s and I will tell you that middle school girl energy that just over the top enthusiasm about things and hyperactivity definitely is infused into this movie mm-hmm. in a way that <laughs> I think enhances the experience and and fits the story really well so credit where credit is due yeah yeah um but uh in regards to voice acting i think overall the voice acting is is pretty good um the lead character there were some bits where i i felt i didn't totally buy it i don't i don't really know exactly what it was she i think she's like she's relatively new actress so don't want to harp on it too much i guess but I don't know. There were some parts that were more inconsistent with her performance, I think. But aside from that, pretty strong. I didn't have any qualms with the voice acting. Okay. Personally, I thought that was very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, the overall story, I think it's kind of interesting because the movie kind of like what I was expecting the movie to be, you know, you go in, you kind of know the the idea of the plot. You might have some plot beats in mind. It kind of goes through that in like the first hour. And then the last 40 minutes went in a little bit different way than what I was expecting. So that was kind of nice uh, that it wasn't just a beat by beat typical kids movie, I guess. I think I know what you're getting at. Like, the way the character reacts to transforming into the panda is fairly predictable at first, but then goes in a direction that I was not expecting. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. At least as quickly as it happened anyway. I think this movie overall is very predictable, um, which is not a horrible thing, but it's very clear to see where things are headed. But that doesn't mean... That doesn't necessarily take away from the enjoyment of watching 
the process of going from point A to point B. And, um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's you hit it on the head pretty well there. Um, I'm not trying to think. What else? What else do you have to say, Jimmy? I I'm a, I'm a, I have a brain fart right now. Say something. Um, there are a lot of uh, female maturation, female physical maturation jokes, aka period jokes, in this movie. Where I'm like, they lean heavy into it <laughs> quite a few times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the movie's not subtle about the metaphor really at all. I was kind of surprised by that a little bit. Like, I I think the jokes themselves are are fine, and it's more it's. I think just going to show how more comfortable people are with getting talking about that stuff in, in movies and stuff. But it, yeah, it's, it doesn't make the movie very subtle <laughs> at all. Uh, no, I didn't. I, I was surprised at how many times they kind of came back to it, but it's definitely like a coming of age story. And, and I just really, one of the things I appreciate was like the, the friendship aspect of it and that motif throughout the, the film and just how her support group, and uh, I thought that was cool and the dynamic and the interplay between what is it like to be loved by your family and what is it like to be loved by your mm-hmm. friends. And Yeah, uh, I mean, I liked, yeah. I liked all of her saying? friends. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say I liked all of her friends. Um, I thought they were all very fun personalities. I liked the really hyperactive one. I thought she, yeah. like, she had probably some of the best animation moments <laughs> just in general with how expressive she got. Um but yeah, and the parents were, were great too. Um, the dad, the dad is a great character. I thought. Yeah, too. yeah. The dad doesn't get a lot of play at the beginning, but as the movie goes on, gets more. It wasn't. I like it had moments of lev or it's it's a light movie. There's a lot of levity, but I don't think it's that funny. If it makes sense. Like, there's a couple moments that are funny, but I don't think overall it, it's that funny. But I think it thought it was funnier than it was for me anyway not necessarily it was not unfunny but it wasn't like i felt like the movie would have benefited from being funnier than it was see i thought personally i thought it was pretty funny i think for me there weren't a ton of just like outright jokes in it it was more of just like the whole energy and like character interactions and stuff were more humorous than like actual uh, actual jokes i guess um there obviously there were some jokes some of what you see in the trailer and some of those are pretty funny but personally i found i found it to be pretty humorous overall one of the funnier pixar movies in recent years in my opinion i think my not my biggest issue with it but my the biggest thing I guess keeping me from rewatching this movie ever is that I don't it's not in the upper echelon of Pixar movies for me and that doesn't make it a bad movie it just makes it a movie that I probably won't revisit yeah I it, it's hard because I mean we've we've kind of explored this with previous Pixar movies especially I think we went into it with Luca um I don't know how much of like that for me is just that the movies that I saw as a kid I'm like have a lot of nostalgia for and I do think obviously I think they're very good movies don't get me wrong Incredibles still my favorite Pixar movie um but I like 
kids now, which this is obviously aimed for, I like I could see a lot of kids this being their favorite Pixar movie. Um, so I don't know. Like I don't know if the if like these are necessarily worse than those old ones, um, or if we're just too old for them to be among our favorites anymore. Although I this is one of my more favorite modern Pixar movies personally. Um, yeah. I think for me, it, it doesn't reach the levels of like Inside Out. I think comes to mind as a more. I mean, that's how recent is that one? That's probably pretty uh, old. Twenty fifteen. I, I think that's still probably higher. I I don't know. I'd have to rewatch Incredibles too. I think there are moments that I liked more in Incredibles too. I th- I I think it's maybe like I would say Turning Red's probably a better film than Luca, but I I enjoyed luca more for whatever reason i don't know maybe it it might just be a personal connection thing like i've never been an adolescent girl in the early 2000s in toronto so i personally like this more than luca but i also honestly i struggle to remember much about luca at this point um i i wanted to mention i guess without getting too much into the details i think this the themes this explores with family and and all of that i think it does a better job than encanto personally oh i do too i would say i would say this is a a better movie than encanto yeah yeah it's just you get some similar things especially with like you go look at encanto and you have the main character and her grandmother which i think you could draw parallels between main character and this and her mom but i just think it's like it's way more fleshed out in this movie because I, one of my complaints about Encanto was how I didn't feel like the grandma was properly redeemed. Like her, she just seemed like a jerk. And then you get like one big moment at the end of the movie that didn't fully redeem her in my eyes. I should have seen more of that throughout. And you get some of that in this where it takes, it does take a bit for the mom to get some more character fleshed out, but the second half there's a lot of it sprinkled throughout and you start to you start to understand the cyclical nature of parenting and and all of that kind of stuff so yeah yeah no i think that's a really good comparison i didn't think of that but you're you nailed it and i yeah um i'm trying to think through all the bits of information i haven't really noticed the music at all it's by ludwig Uranson. Yeah, I mean it was it was all right. I just like I just saw that he did the score, and I'm like, I honestly don't remember the music at all, for good reasons or for ill. So, and the uh, the pop songs in the movie were by Billie Eilish and her brother, I the, guess. So the the pop music was like I was like, is this an actual song that's been made? Because I could see this being actually popular yeah i yeah i thought they're the song was pretty good like especially the main one they sing towards the end of the movie I yeah thought that was pretty good yeah there's a the boy band called four town which is kind of a a, a passion that uh may that maylin the the main character and her friends share but uh yeah i think the strengths of the movie for me it's a very tight fast paced it's a it's an hour and 30 the hour and 47 on disney plus is a lie because just (laughs) 17 minutes of that is trailers it's a it is hour and 30 when the credits roll Mm -hmm. and it flies um and i think maybe to a like a fault where i would have could have used a little bit more i don't know exactly what so 
won't hold that too hard against the movie if i can't think of something that it 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 just seemed like it was missing something for me sure um yeah overall i I think the core of it the core theme was there well well thought out plays out well it's a little it's not a little predictable it's pretty highly predictable i think but it's entertaining to watch beautiful animation definitely uh worth seeing if you have disney plus i would say solid outing by pixar not in their upper echelon, but that is by no means, you know, uh, to be held against the movie. Sure. Yeah, I uh, personally, I I quite enjoyed this. Um, I'll probably have more critiques in the spoiler section uh, than I have been here. So my review or my score might not reflect exactly how positive I've been with this. But I do think it's a very good movie. Um, yeah, I don't know just a very solid I honestly I I am more likely to go back to this than most of Pixar's recent output I I mean I think Soul for me is probably a better movie but I think I'm more likely to rewatch this just because it is lighter and, and more fun and I found it pretty funny so yeah I don't know yeah what do you what are you giving um, it for a score Jimmy I'm gonna go eight I think it's just really solid, but it's nothing that's like absolutely must see top movie of the year for me. Sure. I think, yeah, this is probably an eight for me too. Very solid Pixar movie. Um, yeah. Uh, not as good Go as watch the Batman, it. in my opinion. Uh, I liked it more than the Batman. Actually, I don't know if that's true. It's so hard to compare the two movies. I did give this a uh, 0.5 uh, higher than I gave the Batman, but I, I don't know exactly how I would compare them. I'm gonna in 20 years, Holden. <laughs> I will say you said that Turning Red was 0.5 better than the Batman, <laughs> um, which you could make an argument for. But I think the Batman's higher than a 7.5, Holden. You blew it. All right, <laughs> just gonna hold that against you, and you're not looking forward to Obi Wan. So yep. should we talk about spoilers before I just? throw a fit here uh yeah let's get into spoilers all right all right yeah spoilers uh brief tangent before we start um when i was getting the the toms ready for this week i saw an article uh that said that the car chase in the batman was the best car chase out of every single batman movie I don't understand. I, I <laughs> need to rewatch the movie because I feel like, hold on, this is a free guy situation where we're the only two people in the world who just thought it was objectively not that good. Yeah, it was, It was. I think in my opinion, it was like fine. It was like just an average car chase in a movie, but it just, it was not living up to what people said. And I just definitely do not think it's as good as the stuff in the first two Nolan movies. In Which regards are to the car inc- chases. Incredible car chases in those mm-hmm. movies. And iconic. I yeah. I don't know. I have to rewatch it, Holden. They better put that sucker on HBO Max pretty soon. <laughs> All right, turning red. Make sure you stop before you turn on red, folks. Yeah. Um I guess spoiler wise, I think the most surprising element of the movie is how quickly she embraces the panda and mm-hmm. uses it to gain popularity in school. And I think that was probably my favorite like 
chunk of watching the movie. Yeah, right. I mean, it. the design of the panda character itself is very cute, and it, it's very expressive, and I, I enjoy the main character enough, so you have all of those things combined. It's just kind of a joy to watch her kind of explore how, you know, this panda affects her life and everything, and you get to see it, um, you know, how, how it, she takes all the pictures with the kids, makes money off of it, and... That's just a very, very fun sequence of events. Yeah, and yeah, she gets friends. Um, the whole dynamic of them saving up money for the the concert was cool. I think for me, the the mom got a little tired. Like it was just so over the top that. Yeah, like, I think that maybe my least favorite sequence is when she's drawing the images of the of Devin or whatever the the worker at the store and her mom like doesn't listen to her and just drives all the way and makes this huge ordeal out of it and then I, I for a moment I thought it was like all in her head that she mm-hmm. just thought that happened when she's like back in her room and like shaking or whatever and oh no it actually did happen it, I just like some of the things the mom did were just so over the top that even yeah. in this fantastical kind of this fantastical realism was still it it felt a little bit of a stretch. I I agree with that bit. I mean, I <laughs> I will say that whole sequence with her drawing, I think that's one of the more in terms of like fun animation, that's one of the more interesting parts of the movie. Um it just it's it's pretty funny and uh like very very fun expressions she gives and everything um but yeah i agree that that whole confrontation at the daisy mart i believe it is is a bit too much but luckily i still even with that she the mom is still pretty redeemed by the end um yeah no i i think that lands well when you mm -hmm. see her younger self and she kind of opens up and has the same feelings basically that may has and that may kind of gets the chance to be the parent in the situation and teach something to her mom yeah um what points did you cry at jimmy i think mostly just like when she was sad i just like when kids are sad <laughs> it just makes me <laughs> sad like when people are like left out or alienated i think it was like when she first was just like locked up in a room and her couldn't see her friends or whatever just all the stuff she's going through i just felt bad for her and at the end when she's talking to her mom and all that that i think that made me tear up too mm-hmm. um but I, I like from the <laughs> from the beginning when they're like oh there we have this ceremony to lock away the panda forever i was like yeah that is not gonna happen <laughs> she's definitely well, not gonna just get rid of this aspect of herself so a couple a couple bits about that are what a, well, a couple of things I want to criticize. One, I I can't I cannot stand the trope of parents that there's like a family curse or something, and then the parents do not tell the kid like at all. Yeah, because it just leads to like this horrible. It always leads to a horrible like misunderstanding, horrible initial like finding out moment. That it's a big pet peeve of mine in stories, and I don't like. They even, like, mention, like, in that initial confrontation between them, they're like, well, why didn't you tell me? And the mom's response was, like, just 
oh, I thought we had more time. Like, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, but, and then the other thing I wanted to say was, I, I didn't understand because in that scene where they first start talking about the curse, the mom says that you only have one chance to seal it away. And then the later on, the mom's panda breaks out and then they just like, seal it away again. I think I thought I caught that. I mean, you're the one who's seen it one and a half times, so you're the authority <laughs> here. But I thought they said that you can only seal it away on the harvest moon or whatever, the red moon, whatever it was. Um, yeah, I mean, and that the next one was like a month away, and so she had to wait that long to get it sealed at the very earliest. But I didn't think it was like. You couldn't, if you missed it, that's it, sort of deal. Well, the, yeah, but even if that was the case, if that is what they meant, to me then it's like, well, you could just try again later. Like, it kind of, if, if that's the case, it takes away some of the urgency. Like, especially once she becomes comfortable, like, sell, like taking these pictures as the panda and, you know, meeting people as the panda. Like, at that point, it takes away all urgency of, oh, this needs to happen now. Because she evidently does not really care. I don't know. Either way I look at it, I don't like it. So, Yeah, no, I think it's kind of... It's kind of is like The Last Jedi when Laura Dern's character doesn't tell Poe about the plan. It's like, well, why not? Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of like, just for the sake of progressing the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I just think that the... The mom is again. That's kind of where I. She was such a caricature of a of a kind of helicopter parent that it just what bordered on unbelievable to me. And I think it would have been more effective if it was reined in a little bit more. And you can definitely understand that it's out of love, but she's just so harsh and so over the top and so yeah. controlling that it's like I just don't see this kid even having any identity outside of her family if that's the case and she clearly has a very strong one I mean at least they made the grandma seem like very similar so it's not like it came out of nowhere for the mom like that's kind of how she learned and grew up so they explained it at least that way but yeah I agree they could have reined it in a bit more especially if the mom supposed to she fought her grandma the grandma over the dad mm-hmm. so you would think she would have a little bit more empathy but i don't know yeah she, i she mean she just I, doesn't listen at all to what may has to say i mean i think it's just like i mentioned earlier it's just like cyclical nature of parenting and like how as you grow up you, you what your parents do you may think like oh i'll never do that to my kids but then like as you get closer to becoming a parent or you start thinking about it more you're like oh you know i kind of i kind of get why they did that so it's it like even if she may not approve of how she was treated by her grandma i think it just kind of happens that way anyway yeah i mean i could i can see it um other things to talk about what else did i want to bring up see you got four town Mm-hmm. They're saving up for Four Town. Comically, I, I, there's five members of the band, <laughs> even though it's called Four Town, <laughs> which was a funny bit. So immediately, I was like, "Why are they called Four Town?" And then she even asked. I love the idea that she created a whole presentation about why should she be, why should, she, why she should be able to go. Yeah, 
because that is definitely what I like would have done too. Like I definitely like when I wanted to, to get a used computer off eBay, I definitely like made a presentation about why I would use it or like why should be, I I should be allowed to spend my money on that and stuff. So shout out to uh, my brother Xander who wrote a paper in middle school, uh, first school, and it was a persuasive essay as to why he should be able to play Gears of War <laughs> on the Xbox. There you go. That's a pretty and, creative idea. Yeah. Why I should be allowed to do this thing mm-hmm. for persuasive writing. I'll have to hand that off to the English teachers of my team. Because <laughs> um, you better believe motivating kids to write an essay is not easy. <laughs> so that's still a little easier way to get buy-in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought they were like a, a pretty comical part of the of the movie, and <laughs> like even them just like dangling from the support structures at the Sky Dome, mm-hmm. which is the yeah, iconic pretty- stadium in in Toronto, home of the Blue Jays. They had a little Blue Jay flying out in front of the the stadium as a little reference to that for the baseball team. Um, I don't know. I think it's interesting that it's set in 2002 because there's not that much to suggest that it is other than there's a popular boy band and their cell phones are flip phones. Is there really anything else that suggests? I think fashion too. Like, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not like the eighties where it's very obvious that, you know, it's eighties fashion and stuff, but there, there are different fashion choices yeah. in the two thousands. So I think, I mean, I don't, I don't think it adds a ton aside from the boy band thing, but I think it's, it's nice. It's to me, it's more interesting than just being, you know, today. Okay. Holden. Whatever. <laughs> All right, you like this movie more than me. What what else do you have to say? Um, I liked I honestly kind of liked the climax of this movie. Um it was I I mean that was honestly more of what I was saying about that I wasn't expecting even though you think this movie is very predictable but I wasn't really expecting that to happen because I I was more of just thinking that you know the the ritual and that is going to be like you know that's going to be the climax and um but then there's still another like 30 minutes after that fails uh and then the mom goes on a rampage a giant panda um which I liked that that was somewhat foreshadowed by the by the dad saying that she gets big. big. She gets big. I will agree. I did not see her turning into a giant panda necessarily coming. Um, yeah, but I was just talking more about like her and her mom coming to an understanding and her wanting to keep the panda because it represents a certain side of her and mm-hmm. the panda is actually a blessing and all this stuff. Like it was like. Clearly, that's where we're going. Yeah, I agree. I, I saw that coming, too. Um, but that just that whole thing in the stadium with the... I mean, it's it's like a fight, a physical fight, but not really. It's mostly just them talking and, like, yelling at each other, discussing. And you have the dad running around drawing the chalk circle, <laughs> which was fun. Um, Using then, what they would paint the foul lines and with baseball, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the boy band comes in and helps at the end, but yeah, Singing I just like from that their whole, heart. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just liked that whole sequence. I think it was, it was very fun. And I was, I, I can't, I think you said yesterday, um, 
I was surprised that no one else kept the panda aside from her. Maybe that wasn't you. Maybe I was talking to someone else. I think that, that you were talking to someone else, but I did find that surprising because they all just like, well, we all embraced our panda and the panda is a blessing, but now we're just going to remove them again. Yeah, I, I'm guessing it's because they're all old enough that it's just like they don't want they don't necessarily want to change that because, I mean, the mom's at least like 40 some. So I don't know. And then obviously you have the grandma who's older than that and stuck in their ways, don't want to change. But they all do change because they become more understanding of, of the panda, that it's a choice. Yeah. My panda, my choice, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty that was pretty bad. Yeah, it was. Um what was I gonna say? I oh I think I cried when the dad was looking at the the uh, camcorder and he's like, Oh, this I like this side of you or whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was dad, cute. He was so endearing. I loved him. And we got a hold and we cannot forget to bring up that 30 second montage where he's cooking dinner. Oh, yes. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, obviously, in some ways, you can see that this is directed by the, the same person who directed Bao because of just that. Because Bao, I mean, aside from being a very emotional short, the food in that looks so good. And the food in this looks even better. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it makes me want to go get some, get some dumplings and go back to China, eat some authentic Chinese food as we oh, did, yeah. Jimmy. Oh yeah. Um, other things, other things. I'm drawing a blank hole and you got anything. We haven't talked about the, the Tyler, the bully kid at all. Oh he yeah. Just, ceases to kind of become a bully after a while yeah i it's whatever i mean he's he's not really treated as like the main antagonist or anything so i it doesn't really bother me too much um yeah whatever he's he's a fan of four town i guess yeah Uh, embarrassing because he's like the tough kid he makes fun of them and then they see him at the concert you like four town how embarrassing you could yeah. never like I would never like in sync, Jimmy. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. I, people had to have died in that climax. Oh I yeah. Mean, seriously. Well even there were even moments like when she was when she turns into the panda at the school and she's like just making things fall off of buildings. Yeah. <laughs> like when she's running on the rooftops, I'm like, someone is injured, at least. Like I like yeah. how they're making a fundraiser to fix the sky dome at the end of the movie, and it's just like a hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah, it was the fact that they didn't get in more trouble. I actually, I don't, like, it's it's unrealistic from the aspect that there's no, like, police or military, you know, intervention of any sort. But I don't mind that, because that would just clutter it. Yeah, that's within the realm of the suspension of disbelief. Yeah. I'm completely fine with that. Yeah. But, um, I mean, the, the one bit that got me, I guess, was just after the climax, how they're just like, oh yeah you know they just they'll pay it back when they get the money or whatever (laughs) (laughs) sorry toronto yeah (laughs) we'll put this one on rollover (laughs) um oh what was i gonna say 
Yeah, probably a good idea for the mom to break break ties with her panda, though, just from a liability standpoint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's freaking Godzilla in that thing. That was a pretty good, pretty good uh, setup to that too. With you just kind of see her silhouette in the in the among the buildings and glowing red eyes. I like how the uh, the panda went into the Tamagotchi at the end. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. fun. In the Ford town, blinking light or something, whatever. Yeah, it's just like a necklace of some sort. Yeah. Anywho, Holden, I think that's all I got about turning red. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it for me too. Just there's some there's some plot holes and issues, but overall, it's a very enjoyable movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, I Quite thought good. she might she might have gotten stuck as a panda for a while too. Yeah, I was wondering about that too, but it's cool that she learns how to control it. Now she'll just have this cool panda. Maybe she'll become a kung fu panda. Yeah. Yeah. Skadoosh. <laughs> All right, uh Holden, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Jimmy, what am I doing? Um well, let's see. What have I what have I watched this week? I got back into uh rewatching the DC animated movies, which a while ago I had kind of I had watched a bunch of I was just kind of like earlier this week I was sitting down I'm like I want to watch a movie but I don't want to watch anything too long and all of those movies are like an hour 20 on the dot so I'm like oh, okay let's just watch the next one and I ended I ended up watching three over the course of the week um, my favorite was probably Justice League Dark I think that's just like I know they've talked about making a movie with that before and I think Guillermo del Toro has even talked about being involved I think that just has such a cool concept for a live action movie so if they do that eventually I'm on board there we go um, Zack Snyder bring him back yeah <laughs> um, in addition to that I've been watching a lot of Adventure Time uh, really really liking that um, I'm on the final season of that, so we'll see. It's getting getting very interesting. Um, and I've also been rewatching The Boys at the same time, um, which very good. It's my third time watching season one, so I'm kind of like half watching it. I've, since I know everything that's happening, I'm kind of on my phone some of the time, but yeah, still very enjoying it. Um, what else? terms of video games i've been playing uh i finished ratchet and clank got the platinum trophy in that very fun very awesome the ending of that game is is a lot of fun um but then i also i started kingdom hearts 2 i decided to go that route and i'm pretty far in that so far i've visited uh mulan beauty and the beast and hercules worlds so I'll keep going. Uh, and then I also, because it, uh, it's Mario week, because March 10th looks like Mario. So Nintendo's capitalizing off of that, giving us some discounts on games they never give us discounts on. Mm-hmm. So I bought a couple. I bought Mario Kart 8, um, 
which I've played a lot before. It's more of just for if people want to play it, then we have it. Um, but then I also bought Super Mario 3D World uh, plus Bowser's Fury, which is a lot of fun. I played the original version of that on the Wii U, um, but I'm replaying it, liking it, and I'll play the extra few hours they added with that Bowser's Fury edition uh, once I get to that. But a lot of fun. Um, I keep forgetting to mention, I don't think I talked about this last, did I talk about that HBO Max show Smiling Friends? You did. Last, yep. Oh, I did last week. Okay. I, 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 that keeps being in the back of my mind. Very good show though. Uh, I think that's it. Oh, I guess I rewatched Treasure Planet last night. Good movie. I have not seen that since it was in theaters, I think. So. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Treasure Planet solid Disney 2D animation. It's got like one really annoying character. That's probably the worst part of the movie, but um, the rest of it. Jar Jar Binks, am I right? Yeah, I mean, it is it is <laughs> it's just this comic relief character they add with a, I don't even know who voice acts him, but it's like very obnoxious and he's just hyperactive, messes up with the tone of a lot of the scenes of the movie. <laughs> but yeah. I just remember getting the like Happy Meal toys for oh, Treasure Planet. Me too. There was one of them in particular was like a rock guy. Um, he's the first mate of the ship in the movie. Um, but I had that one for so long, and every time I watch Treasure Planet, I forget he's a character in it, and he's not even like a huge role. Uh, but I'm like, oh, that's the guy I used to have a McDonald's toy of. Yeah, Jimmy, what have you what have you been doing? Basically just rewatching Better Call Saul like a madman. Um yeah. trying to get it all in before the uh sixth and final season comes out. Um the fifth season, the the penultimate season, the most recent season to air, is not on Netflix for whatever reason. So I'm gonna have to get um AMC plus for a while and that's probably uh-huh. how I'll watch the new season regardless instead of paying for like some sort of streaming cable thing um so yeah but it's just weird that it's not available on netflix even though all four other seasons are um so yeah just if you are watching catching up before the final season which you should not looking at anybody in particular (laughs) why don't you just watch it at this point since the sixth season's coming out I just, I don't want to have to wait every week. If the show is as good as everyone says, I'd just rather watch it all at once. But then like, you could be to... part of the hype train. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. I don't, I'm don't i not sure I want to be part of the hype train. And plus, especially since the season's going to be split in two. Like, There's two hype trains, man. <laughs> you could get on board for the second half of the final season. There you go. Maybe, it's like a maybe compromise. I'll do that. I could maybe be on board with that. There we go. Compromise, Holden. <laughs> We're like Major League Baseball getting together, getting a new collective bargaining agreement. I'm the only person who cares about that, probably, yep. listening to this podcast. Anywho, Holden, that's basically all I've been doing other than playing through a lot of the Assassin's Creed Discovery Tour, tour mode on in Assassin's Creed Odyssey to try to figure out how I'm going to implement that into my class. I'm excited, a little nervous. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited to hear. Oh, and I um I did forget like the most important part <laughs> that I mentioned earlier uh that I watched the Adam project. Oh yeah. You teased it, Holden. Now I did what tease do you have to it. say? 
Um, I it's not that good, but it's better than Free Guy. Uh, maybe a hot take. I don't know. Um, it's it's actually got some like decent humor in it, but it's it's pretty boring. It's pretty slow too. Like I thought the movie was almost done, and it was only like forty five minutes into the movie. Oof. <laughs> the movie's like an hour forty five, so it wasn't even halfway done. Um, but. Ryan Reynolds is not insufferable in it. He still has the annoying joke delivery that I am not, I like, I almost can't stand at this point. But his character has uh, quite a bit to him. Um, so that's enjoyable. It has a very cringe, like, almost on the Marvel and Star Wars free guy uh, references. Like that that level of cringe of a wink and a nod. <laughs> There's one bit where um, this is spoilers for the worst joke of Adam Project, so I apologize if you really care about this. But there's <laughs> there's one point where the kid, who is the younger version of Ryan Reynolds, um, the kid does a superhero landing, and he says, "Wow!" He says, "Look, superhero landing," or something like that. And there is no build-up to that joke. It is entirely just, aha, I've watched Deadpool. I like Ryan Reynolds. He makes fun of superhero landings. That's hilarious. It very. was just really cringe. <laughs> but Very good, very good. Yeah, yeah very good. Very, but, very nice. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't really recommend it. But some people think it's like a great 80s homage. I, I get that from like... A plot standpoint I guess but in terms of like the filmmaking and everything it is just the most average modern sci-fi blockbuster <laughs> like I, I get that like it's a very you know weird back to the future kind of story but aside from that it is yeah whatever all right Holden what are we doing next week yeah so next week um it is we're gonna finish up our best picture nominees the one the two we haven't seen um, which are Drive My Car, uh, which is available on HBO Max right now, so you can just watch that. Uh, and then we are also going to do King Richard, which we will have to rent, unfortunately, yes. because for some reason they're not putting it on HBO Max soon enough for the Oscars, which is kind of weird. Like, it's coming back, like, mid-April or something, I saw, but I don't know. Um, so, yeah, we'll be talking about both of those. Um, and then, yeah, I, I don't think Moon Knight starts until two weeks from now, so yep. we won't do Moon Knight, but. Perfect. I'm looking forward to it. Holden, anything else? Are you ready to take us home? No, we'll, we'll take you home. Um, so if you want to leave us a request, you can do so by, uh, leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or by emailing us at tompodcast at gmail.com or by donating to our Patreon. Um, I think that's it, Jimmy. Sweet. I have to go pee. So adios pantalones in more ways than one. (laughs) Love you. That one movie podcast. Yeah.